What up, everybody? Welcome again to the Chase Shelton Show with yours, Chase Shelton. Boy, oh boy, did we have a crazy draft last night. I, I just like many others, was very excited about this draft. Uh, it was the first live sporting event sort of thing that has happened in about two months. Besides, you know, your horse and your NBA 2K challenges and stuff. I'm talking about, you know, something that's meaningful to me and probably more meaningful than, you know, watching guys play horse or 2K. Anyway, the NFL draft, probably one of the bigger events in sports uh, history. Uh, just every year, I feel like many people get into it. And there's always going to be uh, shockers, and it's just something that everybody enjoys watching. And last night was a little different. As we all know, it was having to be a virtual draft due to the COVID-19. So all this was a new experience for fans, for the coaches, for the players, for the commissioner. Uh, and I honestly, I watched all of it, all three hours. I thought it was a great job on their uh, take. They did great with uh, how they did the drafting. They had no technical difficulties as far as I was concerned. Uh, and I was very pleased with it. Let's just get right into it, man. I've got so much to talk about in little time. Uh, yeah, we so the draft happened, and I'm just going to kind of go over the draft, and I'll kind of give my take on it, on some of them, not every player. Uh, as we all know, the Cincinnati Bengals had the first pick. Everybody knew they were getting Joe Burrow. It was a easy, easy pick. Not really much to say there. Good choice. Again, same with the Redskins. They got Chase Young. Best player coming in this draft. Again, probably a no-brainer for them. Third pick was the Lions. Now, I know that the Lions were in talks about trading down. Uh, you know, hours before the draft. Obviously, it never happened. Uh, I'm not really quite sure what happened I'm wondering if maybe they were just listening to offers and if they got a good one they would do it but clearly nothing that was mind-blowing so they kept their third pick they took their cornerback out of Ohio State Jeff Okuda again we all knew that <clears throat> now here's where it gets interesting the fourth pick the New York Giants I'm not a Giants fan I am a Cowboys fan so do not take this personally but I was hoping that they would mess up in this draft and I'm not going to say they messed up terribly, but I'm glad that they took Andrew Thomas. He is a great offensive tackle. Don't get me wrong. I think he will be good for their uh, for their line. I was a little surprised that he went this early, though. I felt like they could have got Werfs maybe from Iowa, uh, Jedrick Wills Jr. maybe. I feel like those two would have been at least a better choice. But anyway, they took Andrew Thomas. Uh you know, their offensive tackle from Georgia to help protect Daniel Jones. Fifth pick was the Dolphins. I think most of us knew it. They were going to go get Tua Tagovaiola from Alabama. Again, we all, I mean, just like myself, I could have guessed, especially hearing how they were real interested in talking to him right before the, you know, combine was over with. And they were trying to get every meeting they could to talk to him. Uh, pretty much a no-brainer. Number six. Another no-brainer to me was Justin Herbert going to the Chargers. Again, these two teams are just trying to get their franchise quarterback. So right there, we already have three quarterbacks off the first six picks, which is crazy. And I wanted to actually say something 
uh, <clears throat> excuse me, that number seven right here was the Carolina Panthers. Now, I thought right here, I thought Isaiah Simmons was going to be gone in this draft. I thought he'd go four. They actually took De uh, Derek Brown from Al uh, Auburn. Great defensive tackle. I know they lost Joel McCoy this offseason, so I'm pretty sure they're just trying to fill in that hole. I probably would have taken Isaiah Simmons, but he actually went next, number eight, to the uh, Arizona Cardinals, uh, which was not really a no-brainer. Uh, once I saw that he would slip this fall, I kind of figured that he was going to get taken by them. So now they have, they're working on their secondary. Number nine is the Jacksonville Jaguars. They took C.J. Henderson, so he's not having to go far from his college town. Uh, they're, again, after trading Ramsey and Bouye, kind of figured they'd get this guy. Uh, probably the second best corner in this draft. Number 10 was the Cleveland Browns, and they did not surprise me here. They have to protect Baker. They got to protect Chubb. Uh, those two are your franchise. And so they got, considering it looks like they're not going to get Trent Williams, they went and got the safe pick. They got Jedrick Wills from Alabama. Probably the best offensive tackle coming in this draft, in my opinion. So, yeah. Number 11 was the New York Jets. Here's where I got a little, you know, curious. I thought maybe they would take a receiver. They don't have really a deep threat. They don't have any hands out there. I mean, they lost Robbie Anderson. So, I thought maybe... They would take Judy or Ruggs, maybe even C.D. Lamb. They actually took Mackie Becton from Louisville. Safe choice. I mean, he's a big dude, 6'7", 360. You got to protect Donald, so I, I totally understand that pick. Number 12 was the Las Vegas Raiders. Here's where I got a little head-scratcher. Uh, I knew they were going to take a wide receiver, no doubt. Uh, I did not think it would be Henry Ruggs, though. They took Henry Ruggs from Alabama. I thought Jerry Judy was a guaranteed first receiver off this draft board. I was shocked. And uh, they took Henry Ruggs. 14th pick, uh, as you know, the it was, or sorry, the 13th pick was supposed to be the 49ers. They traded with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, pretty much just a swap. Uh, 13th pick, the Buccaneers. Drafted their guy to protect Tom Brady. They got Tristan Wirfs, who is another big boy coming from Iowa. Uh, they need protection in that line if they want Tom Brady to do anything like he did in New England. Safe choice there. Uh, 14th was the San Francisco 49ers. Like I said, they just did a swap. In fact, I think they also got an extra pick. Uh, I have to give hands down to John Lynch. That was a very smart trade, in my opinion, because... He knew what they wanted. He knew what he was going to want. So pretty much he got one slot down, an extra pick, and he replaced his defensive tackle after they traded away DeForest Buckner to the Colts for that 13th pick. They traded that pick to go one down and an extra pick. They got Javon Kinlaw from South Carolina. A very smart choice. Like I said, you got someone that's a little younger, cheaper, but has very high potential and could do just as much damage as Buckner did. So, yeah. 15th was the Denver Broncos. I knew they were going to get a receiver. That's what they've been needing for a long time. Uh, so Jerry Judy was the best pick at that time, and that's who they took. I was not surprised. So, yeah. 
16th was the Atlanta Falcons. Now, I <clears throat> before I get into it, I got a little nervous here. After about the 15th and 14th pick, I was starting to get nervous because my Cowboys were 17th pick. So I was wondering who the hell we're going to get. 16th comes up. I knew I knew the Falcons weren't probably going to get a receiver. I figured they might get Caleb uh, on chasing. Maybe get... Uh, you know Kenneth Murray, they but then I start real and they need defensive back help. They got AJ Terrell from <clears throat> Clemson. He's probably the I think he's around the top six, top five cornerbacks in this draft. It was a safe choice, not a bad pick on their behalf. Again, they're trying to rebuild a little bit on their defense. So yeah, seventeenth was my Dallas Cowboys and Jerry. I heard was doing the draft. I got nervous as hell. I won't lie to you. I thought he's going to screw it up somehow. He's probably going to draft some offensive guard, which is not not saying it's a bad choice or picking a center, but with how much talent was left on the board, I was hoping that he would take C.D. Lamb, Caleb on Chasen, uh, one of those guys. I mean, I was just hoping he didn't screw this draft up. And uh, in comes the pick. Roger Goodell announced that we picked C.D. Lamb from Oklahoma. At first, I won't lie to you, I was kind of upset. I didn't know what to think. He's a great talent, don't get me wrong. He's probably one of the best receivers coming. He's arguably the best top two receiver in this draft, and the fact that he fell was surprising. But I really wanted Caleb on chasing, to be honest. But after watching tape, after seeing seeing what's going to happen in the future and what we needed... It's a good pick. I like it. 18th was your Miami Dolphins. They got Austin Jackson. Uh, Again, you got to protect Tua. It was not a no-brainer here for me. Uh, They actually got that pick from Pittsburgh. So uh, they bumped up in the draft again. Again, you got to protect your quarterback. Smart choice. And then the 19th pick was the Las Vegas Raiders again. And... They already drafted earlier Henry Ruggs, so they didn't really need any more receivers. They got Damon Arnett from Ohio State. I'm going to get into all these picks a little later because some of these are going to need some talking. 20th was your Jacksonville Jaguars. I had a figure what they were, knew what they were going to do. In fact, the Jaguars traded up with the Rams to get this. They got Caleb on chasing again. They are losing half, almost their whole defense from two years ago when they were almost unstoppable. So, kind of a no-brainer. They're trying to rebuild. A uh, very smart choice, in my opinion. You know, they already got, like I said, they have Chase on, and they had C.J. Henderson in the ninth pick. So, smart choice. Number twenty-one was the Eagles. <clears throat> Jalen Rieger was selected by the Eagles. Now. Before I get into it, I was glad after also with the Cowboys drafting CD Lamb because I don't think any other team would have picked him up, maybe. Maybe the Dolphins. Maybe the Jaguars. But if not, I was maybe a little concerned that the Eagles would get him. And we didn't want that. So they got stuck with out those top three receivers. So they took Jalen Rieger. 22nd, the Minnesota Vikings actually traded with Buffalo, if you remember. Uh... They took Justin Jefferson to replace Diggs. 23 was the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. They actually also traded with New England to get this pick. They bumped up. 
and they took Kenneth Murray from Oklahoma. 24 was the New Orleans Saints. They got probably the best center in this draft, Cesar Ruiz. Smart choice. 25th uh, was the excuse me, San Francisco 49ers. Now, if you remember, they also traded down for this pick with uh, Minnesota. So they took the receiver, Brandon Ayuk, from Arizona State. A lot of analysts were saying this was probably what they were going to do. It was kind of a no-brainer. He was probably the best receiver on the dra- on the board still. So, 26, this is where I got a little confusing. The Packers traded up uh, to get to this pick. And I was concerned what they were going to do because they do need receiver help. Their defense is pretty stacked. They got a decent, decent defense. I thought maybe they'd get that. Maybe some offensive line help. Didn't really see what they were going to do. They took Jordan Love from Utah State. And that took the whole Twitter, you know, social media world on a crazy feed. I mean, I, I was getting notifications left and right. People were commenting, saying stuff. It was crazy. And I'll get more into it later. 27th was the Seattle Seahawks. They took Jordan Brooks, a linebacker from Texas Tech. 28th was the Baltimore Ravens. And they just boosted their defense, made it even more unstoppable with getting probably the best inside linebacker in this draft, Patrick Queen from LSU. 29th was the Tennessee Titans. Got Isaiah Wilson. Another big boy tackle from Georgia. Again, you want to protect your uh, quarterback Tannehill, and you got to give Henry some room to run. Twenty ninth, or sorry, thirtieth was the Miami Dolphins. Now they actually remember they traded with the Packers, pretty much did a flip. So Packers moved up four, Dolphins went back down four. They took the cornerback from Auburn, Noah Igbenogin. I think that's how they said it. Sorry if I butchered it. Thirtieth first was the Minnesota Vikings. Remember, they traded with the 49ers. Uh, They took Jeff Glandy from TCU. And the final pick of the first round was the Super Bowl champs, Kansas City Chiefs. They took, not a big brainer here, a running back, but kind of a shock. They took Clyde Edwards-Hilaire from LSU. Uh, Overall, that was an interesting first round, in my opinion. I won't lie to you. I was into it. All of it. I loved every pick. I loved watching how they were going to do this and hearing the reporters give their feedback. It was, it's a crazy draft. And I'm excited to maybe in a couple of years look back on it and see who made the right choices, who made the bad choices. Uh, and, you know, there, there's obviously not every guy will probably succeed in the NFL, which is kind of exciting to see what's going to happen. Um, but I'm very excited to see who is going to succeed. Uh, in fact, last night, late last night, I took on to DTG, discussed the game, and I made a post. I asked, hey, ask me questions about this draft. This whole podcast is pretty much about the NFL draft. And I know it's kind of late, so I didn't get as many replies, but I still got some questions, some great questions from y'all guys. I'm going to hop into that shortly later. But, uh, I wanted to give this draft real quick a you know overall grade. I don't usually do these things, but I really wanted to give it a good grade. I think this was one of the best, not saying draft classes, 
But as far as watching the draft, I thought this was one of the most interesting drafts, entertaining drafts, maybe because we're quarantined, we've got nothing to do and all that stuff. But just watching everything from people's homes, it's kind of a creepy way to say it, but it's interesting to see that. It's nice to look into these players' homes and see them with their families and friends and and also with the coaches with their families and you see the kids with the GMs and the coaches and it's just really cool to see that because typically in your NFL draft you have the GM, the coaches, all that in their draft room back at their facilities and they're all doing their stuff. You got the players. Most of them are, you know, behind, you know, a screen and they come out on the stage, which is always an exciting thing. Every player dreams of that. But I can also tell you that any player right now, especially the ones that are getting drafted, got drafted, will not complain about how things went last night. You get to spend time with your family, your friends on the biggest day of your life or one of the biggest days of your life. And to me, that's just something really cool to watch. I enjoyed it. So I have to give the NFL a lot of credit for how they did this. I'm honestly proud as a you know NFL sports fan that we got to enjoy this moment. So back now to the more interesting stuff. I just wanted to get that out there real quick. I want to shout out to uh, the DTG users that asked me these questions. Uh, K Patel 1906, buddy, you have asked me questions on every single podcast. I gotta give you a shout out, man. You you, you come through real well. You asked me what are my thoughts on Love going to the Green Bay Packers. Uh, great question. Uh, like as we all know, that the Green Bay Packers made a huge jump yesterday, and they traded or. Er, traded up to get Jordan Love from Utah State. Uh, I've got a lot of mixed feelings about that. I'm not really a big Packers fan, I won't lie to you, but I do like Aaron Rodgers, <clears throat> and I think he's one of the best quarterbacks, at least that I've seen, and probably one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Uh, but as we all know, he is getting older. Same with Tom Brady, Drew Brees. Philip Rivers, all these guys that we have enjoyed watching, or at least I have as a kid, they're getting towards the end of their prime. Rodgers is probably, you know, farther away from that. I think he still has a little longer than the other two I mentioned. But <clears throat> if I was hearing last night, I didn't even know this. When they drafted Aaron Rodgers <clears throat> back, uh, I want to say 2005, I could be way wrong. I think it's 2005. Brett Favre was the same age as Aaron Rodgers was when they drafted him. And so Brett Favre was very confused. What the hell is going on? What, what, what? Like, are y'all replacing me? What What are y'all doing? As we all know, Brett Favre did play for a couple other franchises. Uh, they played with the Jets and the Vikings. So Aaron Rodgers got to step up and play. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to leave. So I'm not quite sure what to think about this. Uh, obviously, they're trying to get their franchise quarterback. Makes sense. But that'd be if they were losing. They were one game away from going to the Super Bowl last year. Obviously, they lost to the 49ers, but they still made it that far into the playoffs with the talent they had. And we all know that the Packers need receiver help. Devontae Adams can't do it by himself. You've got Jones as your running back. You have Rodgers, of course. Like Stephen A. Smith said, he's a bad man. But Devontae Adams is the only receiver y'all got. I think they got Devin Funches, but he's not, you know, you're – He's not a true receiver, number two, in my opinion. I feel like they could have got a receiver at this point. And 
I'm honestly shocked that they didn't, or at least try to trade up to get a receiver. So this was a shocking pick to me. I think it's good if he can turn out to be how they're saying with the next Mahomes. The problem is how long is he going to sit on the bench for? Because Rodgers is not giving up that spot. And I think they'd be a fool to let Rodgers sit on the bench for Jordan Love. Um, so I, I'm not really sure to th- how to think about it. I, I don't like it much if I was a Packers fan. Uh, but you know what? It, it could turn out to be great. You know, Rodgers has had some injury problems. If he takes another injury, you could throw Jordan Love in there. And who knows? He could be the next Patrick Mahomes. So we'll see. But if you one of my thoughts, that, that's it right there. Next, uh, Bucks fan twenty one asked my thought or opinion on the Dallas Cowboys pick. And boy, like I mentioned earlier, I was shocked that C.D. Lamb even fell that far in the draft. Uh, I thought he was going to be a top fifteen pick, and so when I heard that he was still available, when I heard he got picked. I was mixed feelings again. I was a little upset. I really wanted defensive help. Our secondary is terrible. We need another edge rusher after losing Robert Quinn. But we do need some receiver help. Uh, Amari Cooper, of course, is our number one receiver. We've got Michael Gallup, who emerged really well last year. I think if he has a good third season, he might, you know, be a true receiver number two. We're not sure, though. But now you throw C.D. Lamb in the slot position. You've got three potential, you know, wider top receivers that Dak has uh, options to. Plus, he's got Zeke in the backfield, and Zeke can also catch the ball. I think pretty much what we did was made our offense a top three. It sounds crazy. I don't care. If C.D. Lamb can do what he has done in college and bring it to the NFL, I guarantee that this offense will be putting up at least 28 points a game. Maybe 30. Uh, This was a good pick. He was the best talent left on the board. So I don't hate on it, especially seeing how many people are left on there. There's still quite a bit of uh, defensive players that are still available that could easily be a starter that could go, you know, round two or three. So I think the Cowboys did their homework. I'll give Jerry Jones credit. It was a good pick, a safe pick. We got our good receiver. And, yeah, that's my thoughts. SC13, just like uh, K Patel, dude, you're the goat of DT, DTG, and you also came through every time I've asked to ask me a question. You said, who was the steal of the draft and what was the worst pick? Well, I will start off and I'll do the steal of the draft was, I want to say, C.D. Lamb coming to the Dallas Cowboys. Like I said, he's probably the best receiver maybe the second best receiver in this draft. And the fact that he fell that low <clears throat> was a shock to me. Uh, I honestly, like I said, thought he was going to go earlier. So I would honestly say that that could be a steal of the draft. Another one would be, it's underrated, <clears throat> would be the San Francisco 49ers. They, like I said, traded down to the go 14th pick instead of 13th, and they also got an extra draft pick uh they got Javon Kinlaw from <clears throat> excuse me they got Javon Kinlaw from South Carolina probably the second best defensive tackle in this draft uh right behind Derek Brown and like I said they are replacing Buckner 
they did a great job doing it. They got someone younger and cheaper, and that defense is already stacked. Uh, they just made it more stacked. So I would say that's a steal right there as well. My worst pick, or who do I believe was the worst pick? There's quite a bit. Uh, there's yeah, there's quite a bit. I I will say probably. Honestly, I don't know if I like that the Eagles. Well, I do like the Eagles took Jalen Rieger over Justin Jefferson, who I believe Justin Jefferson was better. But they should have, I believe, taken him. He was a little bigger. He's a bigger receiver. Better hands, in my opinion. Would have been better for Wentz. They might see something different. Also, you could say the... uh, what was it? Number 27, Jordan Brooks went to the Seattle Seahawks. I was very confused why they took this because literally the next pick was Patrick Queen, who I said was the best inside linebacker in this draft. I know Jordan Brooks is an outside linebacker, but still, they should have taken Patrick Queen, in my opinion. That I was very confused about. Uh, Jordan Brooks wasn't even on most people's mock draft for round one. I had him as a day two guy. A lot of people had him day two as well. Same with the uh, Miami Dolphins. 30th pick. Uh, they got Noah Igbenohini from Auburn. A cornerback. After they have Xavier Howard, they have Byron Jones, who they just locked up to that mega deal. I was very shocked that they took this. I thought they would take a running back. I thought DeAndre Swift, you have that young back group. I was thinking maybe we could see another Dak and Zeke by chance. You know, two rookies coming in the same year that shine real well. I thought they would take a running back. They took a cornerback. I was a little concerned about that, uh, why they would do that. So, yeah, that was probably, I would say, maybe the worst pick, one of the worst picks in the draft. Uh, And the best player, oh, sorry, Blazy22 asked me, the best player not to go in the first round. Uh, there was quite a bit of players I was shocked that didn't get drafted in the first round um, that I have no doubt that will be drafted tonight in the second round. There's no doubt. But uh, I would say probably the biggest shock was DeAndre Swift, who I believe is the rest, best running back coming in this draft. Uh, I thought he was going <clears> to <throat> – obviously he's going to fall to the later round or later picks, but I thought he would – you know, get picked around, you know, the 30th, 32nd. I thought the Chiefs might take him. I also thought the Dolphins would take him. I would say he's probably one of the best. Same with Xavier McKinney from Alabama, another safety that a lot of people had going in their first round. Uh, I was shocked that he also did not get drafted, but he will tonight, no problem, but yeah. My last is 8 and 17. He said, what is the biggest reach and steal in the first round? Mm, the biggest reach? That's a tough one. Because there was a quite a bit. I, I'm going to say Damon Arnett from uh, Ohio State. He got drafted 19th to the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, I was very shocked that they took him a lot of people myself also had him a day two guy day three maybe uh that was a big reach in my opinion uh the steal i don't want to say cd lamb because i've already said him I, honestly i can say caleb on chase on i i thought he'd be going in the earlier round or earlier picks 
so I'm I'm I would say he's a good steal. Same with Patrick Queen. I mean, like I said, this dude fell to 28th. He's the best inside linebacker in this draft, and he got picked by the Ravens, a Super Bowl contending team, uh, and they just boosted that defense even more after getting Calais Campbell this offseason. Uh, I, I would definitely say that was the uh, a good reach and good steal. And then he asked also an, an unpopular opinion from round one. Wow, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't really think much on that. If I had to say an unpopular opinion, I would probably say, and this is going to sound crazy because I know a lot of people are hating on him, Justin Herbert. A lot of people do not like this pick. I think Justin Herbert could be a top five quarterback. No, sorry, not top five, top three quarterback from this draft. He has Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Hunter Henry, Austin Eckler. Their defense is pretty good. Again, he's not on the defense side, but that still helps quarterback. I could say he would be a top three quarterback coming from this draft, not in the future, but out of all the quarterbacks, you know, Joe Burrow, Tua, uh, Jordan Love, and uh, Justin Herbert, I, I could say he's he would f- be top three coming out of this draft. And obviously there'll be quarterbacks drafted later in this draft, but I would say he could finish top three. Also, another one that might shock a lot of people and, uh, you know, don't really care is that, <clears throat> excuse me, who was it? Oh, Isaiah Simmons falling to the eighth spot. I think he'll be the best linebacker coming out of this draft. I think he's going to be a beast out there in uh, Arizona. You've got, uh, who was it, Chandler Jones? You've got Terrell Suggs, who is old as dirt. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Wait, no, Terrell Suggs is not with them anymore. I apologize. But their defense is rebuilding. Uh, I think he's going to be, though, one of the better linebackers out of this draft. And he could easily have the potential of being the best linebacker and a pro bowler. Uh, that right there was pretty much all of it. It's a crazy draft. Probably not one of my better podcasts, and I apologize. Uh, obviously tonight is day two and this weekend we'll finish out the draft I will pick up on Monday to finish it all Uh, I'm not going to get into every pick I'll just get into some of the bigger picks maybe some surprising picks and of course I'll get into my Dallas Cowboys but yeah thank you to everybody who's asked me questions thank you for listening again keep distance stay healthy and uh, let's enjoy this weekend and enjoy the draft and uh, hopefully your team pick who you want your team picks who you would like them to pick so have a great weekend everybody and i'll talk to y'all next week what up everybody welcome back to the chase shelton show with yours again chase shelton uh just wanted to kick things off uh i hope everybody had a great weekend uh i know last time i spoke i want to say it was last week with the draft uh it was very crazy um Of course, everyone is talking about it, so I don't want to really waste time and speak on something that y'all probably already heard many of times. Uh, But no, it was very interesting, a great draft, uh, like I mentioned in the last one. But just want to kind of get that out there that this podcast is not going to be mainly on the draft. I want to speak other things. Actually, I'm going to start this off with some NBA talk. 
uh, as of recently, LaMelo Ball. Uh, if you don't know who he is, he is the brother of the, one of the three brothers of the Triple Bs, you know, Lonzo, uh, Jello, and there's LaMelo Ball. Uh, they're highly prospected. I don't think I really need to explain who they are. You should know who they are. Well, anyway, LaMelo is the youngest brother. Well, he is now declared for the NBA draft. Of course, we know Lonzo is in the NBA with the Pelicans. Jello is probably the worst of the three. I think last time I heard he was with the G League, somewhere with the Thunder maybe. But anyway, LaMelo is declared for the draft. Uh, this is actually going to be interesting because a lot of people have him going number one. Uh, now, here's the thing. We also don't know how the NBA draft is going to work. We don't know who's going to get the first pick. Right now, it looks like that the Warriors have the best shot of getting the number one spot, but they already have their guard. They've got the Splash Brothers with Steph and uh, Clay Thompson, so I don't think they're going to – if they get it, they're probably not going to waste a pick on somebody who's sit on the bench. Uh, so that, that really wouldn't make sense. So unless it's another team – I don't think he will go number one. Now, if let's say the Knicks, <laughs> Knicks get the first pick, then yeah, they will most likely take him. Considering they also just recently, all three of them signed a contract with Rock Nation as their agent. So they're going to be up in New York. That's their area. So possibly New York could get the number one pick. I know Knicks fans would love it. I don't know how they feel about getting LaMelo, but... It is a possibility. I think a team, though, that could have a chance at getting him would be the Wizards, would be one. They are not that great. They have a good shot of being a top five lottery pick. And right now we all know about Anthony Edwards, and we know about uh, Wiseman. Those two are probably going to go in the top three. But I'm not sure exactly like who's going to go first and all that stuff. But I think LaMelo might drop a little bit. If the Wizards are in that top five, I could see them taking him. Uh, they are one of the few teams that needs a point guard. I know they have John Wall, but he's hurt every single year. He's also getting older. He's having issues with the organization. You know, there's this behind-the-scenes stuff. And Beal is playing like an all-star, but he needs somebody else, and I feel like it could be a good match. Another team also, this might be a shocker, I think if this happens, they will be a playoff team, the Minnesota Timberwolves. We already know they have D'Angelo Russell. We also know about their big man, Carl Anthony Towns. If they can get a third player like LaMelo, who is not, he is a guard, but he's 6'6". He could play shooting guard, possibly forward, uh, you know, of course, you've got Russell at point. You have Cat down low. I think if you can get a shooter on the outside like LaMelo, this team could be a good playoff. I'm not going to say they're going to be the best. Of course, the West is so stacked. But they could potentially be something with that three. I mean, all three of those players would still be under the age of 25. And LaMelo would be the youngest. And he's got a lot of potential. So... Again, once the NBA does the lottery pick and they figure out what the draft, that is going to switch up everything. When that happens, I will come out with a NBA mock draft. But just kind of wanted to give an early prediction. Uh, I think if one of those teams gets a top five pick, 
that's who they'll take. Again, we don't know until the balls are picked. So now we'll switch over back to NFL. Of course, right now NFL is probably the biggest sport going on uh, due just to the draft, and there's so much going on, free agent signings, all these little things. Uh, I wanted to kind of give us some rankings of my top five, my bottom five of who I think will be after, like, post-draft. Of course, pre-draft, you have a lot of teams that you think will do good or how you have them ranked. They might have disappointed. They might have not disappointed in the draft. Uh, I'll start off with number five, uh, who I think is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We all know how they had their offseason at Tom Brady. Biggest signing probably in their franchise history. Uh, in this draft, we knew that what they needed to address with offensive line help to protect Tom Brady. Uh, I think that was one of the problems with Winston last year is he was not protected as well. Uh, so now that they've also got not only a better quarterback, they needed to protect their line. And that's what they exactly did. They got Tristan Wirfs, who I believe was one of the top guards in this draft. They got him where, where we all knew they were going to get him. And their defense is already pretty solid. Their wideout is great. They just got Gronk. Their running back, they need help in that area. But their main priority was the offensive line, and they took care of it. They filled in where there was a gigantic hole needed. I feel like this team will be, I'm not going to say win the South, but they are going to be very tough to beat in the NFC. Number four uh, is going to be the San Francisco 49ers. Now, real quick, just wanted to kind of get that. Three of the five teams are in the NFC. Uh, four would be the 49ers. I can't really go m much here. I mean, they won the NFC last year with a very young team. Uh, of course, we know that they traded DeForest Buckner away. They lost Emmanuel Sanders. But John Lynch was probably one GM of this draft. I mean, it is crazy what he did. He traded up with the Buccaneers to go one pick up higher. Uh and that was to go get Javon Kinlaw, uh, who is the defensive out of defensive line out of South Carolina. He just pretty much replaced DeForest Buckner with a younger, cheaper version of DeForest Buckner. Now, of course, we don't know how he'll produce in the NFL, but from what we have seen in college, if he can bring that to the big leagues, then we know what he'll do. Then, like I said earlier, they lost Emmanuel Sanders. Well, don't worry. John Lynch took care of that by drafting Brandon Ayuk out of Arizona State. Uh, at first, I thought it would be flipped. I thought they were going to get their receiver part filled first by maybe getting one of those three top ones with, well, I want to say Ruggs was off the chart, so I thought they were going to get Judy or Lamb. I hadn't, did not think they would get Javon Kinlaw. Now, looking at it, they made the right choice. They knew their receiver's class was deep, so they could go later and get still a receiver. And now they have added – and now that they also traded Matt Breed away to the Dolphins for a pick. Uh, I mean, just it was just a crazy draft for John Lynch, and I have to give him credit what he did. And I feel like he is now building this team for what they're calling the revenge tour which means next year they're going to be revenge, get revenge on every team, trying to get back to that Super Bowl. And if they do get a 10-point lead, not blow it, especially if it's Patrick Mahomes. My number three top five team would be the New Orleans Saints. We already know, just like 
probably for the past four or five years, we've been saying that Saints are Super Bowl contenders. Uh, and now I feel like they added some key players to that. They also had a great off se- or not a great off season. They did get Emmanuel Sanders. Is as you know, they also signed Jameis Winston, which I'll get into later. They re-signed Taysom Hill again. I'll get into all that later. Uh, but they only drafted four players, but hoping one of them will push the team over the hump. We shall see. They did get a center. Uh, I know it's not the most exciting pick, but sometimes those offensive linemen are the biggest picks of all time, and they can help your team get over the hump and win that. And Drew Brees has only got a couple years left. Um, you've got probably the best receiver in the game. You've got arguably a top five dual back with Alan Kamala. This team is easily a contender if they can just get a playoff win. But they've had bad luck in the playoffs. But post-draft, post-draft I have to say they're still going to be a top five team. Number two, the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, they're now even more scary. Last year they went 14 and uh, two. Now they are probably gonna. They could easily go sixteen and zero. They won't, of course, probably. But this team is gonna be dangerous. We already know about Lamar Jackson. We already know about uh, Mark Ingram. I mean, I'm actually a fan of Mark Ingram. I think he's a great running back. He's not your big house name, but he's still a good power back. Uh, but then we obviously know about that defense. Their defense is ridiculous. They added also Clayus Campbell. Well, in this draft, we didn't know exactly how they were going to approach it. They had a later pick, so I didn't think they would get maybe one of the bigger names. Well, they did. They somehow, Patrick Queen slipped all the way down for them to draft. And they got Patrick Queen, who I believe, like I said in the last podcast, is the best inside linebacker in this draft. And they got him. So now they've added him to a top three defense. Then they also, like I was saying about Mark Ingram, he also had injuries last year, so they got somebody to maybe relieve of him, lay off some duty. J.K. Dobbins. I'm going to say it right now. I hope I'm right about this, but I feel like this J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram will be a little bit like Kamara and Ingram when they were with the Saints. Of course, Drew Brees and Lamar Jackson are two opposite quarterbacks, but I think Lamar is going to run the ball. He's still going to be a threat whether he throws it or run it. But I think they're going to lay off of him running because, like I've said since he got drafted, it takes one hit and that can mess up your career. The dude's a beast. He is arguably one of the top quarterbacks in the league. The Ravens know that. He's young. Potentially, they don't want to lose him. So they're going to want to limit his running ability, I think, in some area. So if you can get – you have your power back, Ingram. You have now J.K. Dobbins, who is a dual threat. He can run. He can catch. He's young. I feel like this team is going to be a little bit like the Saints a little bit. Uh, of course, not Drew Brees, but with that multiple weapons. Marquise Brown on the outside, he's not their top receiver, but he's still a good receiver. This team is going to be very dangerous. And the only reason I don't have them number one is because I can't argue against Super Bowl champs. Um, you know, like they say, the rich keep getting richer, and that's what the damn Chiefs just did. Uh, they didn't have very many holes to fill. I mean, of course, you can always get better in some areas, but it's not like they were desperate in one area. Of course, everyone's saying that their running back could have upgraded, and yes, they could have. They had Damian Wilson, who had a great postseason. Um, but again, 
he's not really that special. So I think they wanted to take a chance, and they did. And they got the running back out of LSU, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I mean, he's probably the best pass-catching running back in the draft. I said J.K. Dobbins earlier, but this dude might be a little better. Um, so now to that offense, you have Mahomes, the best quarterback. You have arguably the best tight end, Travis Kelsey. One of the best receivers in Tyreek Hill. Sammy Watkins is no joke. He's actually starting to step up. Uh, Hartman, Hartman has done very well in the slot. Uh, and now you just added this running back. Two also their defense on the opposite side, who is a beast. I mean, that defense was unstoppable last year. So I can't really argue this team is going to be the number one team, I believe, even post-draft in my rankings. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, my bottom five, though, this is where it would kind of get interesting. I'll start with number five. This might be a shock to some people. The Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, they had the number one pick. We all knew they were taking Joe Burrow. They even said that they already had it locked in since March, but they didn't really tell anybody. Uh, but it doesn't matter. We all knew they were taking Joe Burrow. And, yes, they have upgraded their quarterback, but the team still needs a lot of help. Uh, they, of course, have A.J. Green to turn to throw to, but that's a coin flip. I mean, is he going to get hurt? I mean, the dude's always getting hurt. He's a great receiver, but I just don't see how people are thinking, oh, Burrow was there, so now he's not going to get hurt. We don't know that. And I feel like if he goes down, it hurts their chances a little bit, being a winning team. Not a winning team, but winning games. Of course, you got Tyler Boyd. But he's no A.J. Green. You have Joe Mixon, but he's also now potentially talking about holding out if he don't get his contract. Cincinnati Bengals might not want to pay him. I haven't really heard much about it. But still, I think this team needs more holes to fill. They're working on it. They've got their centerpiece with Joe Burrow, but they're not going to be a top team, unfortunately, this year. Number four is the Carolina Panthers. Uh, and it kind of sucks because I love the Panthers. I love McCaffrey. He's probably my favorite player. But besides that, the team has nothing else really going for them. Um, they had way too many holes to fill in this draft. They couldn't fill them all. Um, they're rebuilding. I mean, that's what they're doing. So they did get their defensive guy, Derek Brown. They, of course, signed McCaffrey. Big deal. They got Teddy Bridgewater. They've got Robbie Anderson. The team's not terrible, but when you're competing, especially in the South where you've got the Saints and Buccaneers trying to win it, and then the NFC just in general is stacked with multiple teams. I can't even, not even list, you already know. Uh, this team is not going to be a top team yet. They're, like I said, rebuilding. So post-draft, I can't even put them in my, you know, i got to put them in the bottom five. Number three. I know I'm probably going to make some people mad. New York Giants. Uh, you know, I remember last year a lot of people were upset when they picked Daniel Jones over Dwayne Haskins. Some people might still feel petty about that. Some might not. Daniel Jones actually didn't have a terrible rookie year. Nothing spectacular, but he wasn't as bad as I would thought he was going to be. But we knew he needed some blindside protection. They did get Andrew Thomas. Uh, a lot of people thought, that was a wrong choice, considering you were the number four pick and every offensive line was available. So I thought they would get Chris Swerf, to be honest. Uh, they did it. But he could be a key to unlocking, you know, the offense that's got a lot of potential with Saquon and Daniel Jones. Evan Ingram's still available right now. 
or is still with the team. Um, I, again, I, they need a lot of help. They did just, I want to say, signed a golden back on like a little, I can't remember what it is. I know they re-signed him, but besides that, the team still needs a lot of help in other areas. And again, when you're competing in a tough division, uh, like the NFC East uh, with the Cowboys, I know that the NFC East is probably the worst division, but the Cowboys now have upgraded. The Eagles are always going to be kind of a contender. Um, but not only that, like I said, the NFC is just a very tough division. division. Uh, number three, I'm going to, sorry, number two, I'm going to go with the Washington Redskins. Another NFC East team. Uh, look, they added Chase Young. We all knew they would, and he's probably going to be the best player to come out of this draft, is what I'm saying. But that's pretty much their biggest move they made. They're the biggest move was actually trading away their left tackle, and that's Trent Williams. I mean, they did get a number of picks, and they did cap off a lot of money. But, I mean, besides that, they didn't really do anything else. Dwayne Haskins is still unpredictable. They got... Adrian Peterson, who's, I mean, you see the dust coming off him when he's running. Um, Darius Geis, I don't know what to think of him. I liked him in college, but he's getting hurt. I think he could be another, almost another bust, to be honest, a little James Charles, or Jamal Charles. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Not James Charles, Jamal Charles. Uh, but, yeah, this team needs a lot of work, and so I feel like they're not going to be – that great, I gotta put them in my two. My number one team, who I believe will be the worst this year, um, including in my post draft rankings, is the Jacksonville Jaguars. And it, again, I can't express how it's crazy. Three years ago, this team was in the AFC Championship. I had them in the past few years winning their division, maybe even getting to a Super Bowl. I thought they would rebuild off what they had, and they didn't. They blew it all up. They have lost almost every key piece to that team that took them there. Besides Fournette and Giannis, Giannis Nagutu, whatever, who is probably going to be out this in the next few months. Uh, even Fournette's now being talked about trading. This, this whole team's just getting blown up. Jalen Ramsey's gone. Bouye's gone. Clayce Campbell's gone. Bortles is gone, but he wasn't a big piece. Um, all these players are gone, and so... Look, they had a strong draft. I, I will give them that, but you know they had again they had a lot of holes to fill that they're not going to fill up in one draft. Uh, it's going to take a while for them to find that success again. To be honest, uh, the AFC South is kind of open at the moment. You got the Titans and you got the Colts possibly going to be fighting for it. Texans blew up their team. I don't see them doing very much, but. It's going to take a while for this team to even get back to what they were doing. I've got to put them at my number one spot, unfortunately. We'll stick with the NFL. Like I mentioned earlier about the Saints, they made some big news by signing Jameis Winston to their roster. I actually did not see this coming. I really did not. I thought they were going to stick with who they had. Um, but it it's a good move. I'm going to be honest. It's a good move. They only signed him to a one-year a $1.1 million contract with, like, what, $3.5 in incentives, I, th I believe. Uh, super cheap, super cheap. 
especially for a quarterback, th- this is a smart signing. He is not going to be the starter of the Saints. We all know that. Um, it's going to be Drew Brees' team. But if Drew Brees does take another injury like last year, of course I feel like Winston's going to step in. Is he going to do what Bridgewater did last year? I don't know. Um, the The Saints are a better team than the Buccaneers were as far as like offensive line, I'm going to say. I think with the right coaching, maybe Winston could produce a little better. Um, of course, he won't have another 30-30 to 30 year, but it's a smart signing. You got him for one year, you got him cheap, so if something does happen to uh, Brees, you can throw him in there. I think next year they'll draft their quarterback that they're going to want, but it's a smart move. Plus, also, if they, let's say they win their first 13 games or 14 games in the final couple games, they want to rest their starters. Uh, you could throw Winston in there to get some time and still possibly actually win some games. Because, um, like I said, he has potential to be a starter. But, again, it's it's a good deal. Uh, they also signed, though, Taysom Hill to a two-year, like, $21 million contract a couple of days before. It was, so it was a little shocking to see this. And when I started thinking about it, it made more sense. Taysom Hill is not just a quarterback. He's everything. He's everything. He's a Swiss Army knife. He can catch. He can run. He can throw. Hell, I think he can even block. Um, so when he's in there, you don't know where he's going to be. Uh, in fact, every time I see him in the game on TV, it, it I think everybody kind of stands up when they're at the game or they kind of watch the TV a little more because we don't know what this guy's going to do. So when you they didn't really sign him to be the quarterbacks. I think they're just signing him to be a weapon to the defense. Defense is freak out when they see number seven run out on the field. Um, so it's a smart move by the Saints on the Winston, even on the Taysom Hill signing. I think it was a great signing. Uh, the Texans have now also picked up their fifth-year option on Deshaun Watson. Uh, this one is a little interesting. Uh, I, I figured they would. Um, Deshaun Watson is a great quarterback. He's top 10 for sure. Some have him maybe top 5. I don't think so, not yet. And I think, unfortunately, his dr- stock is going to go a little lower this year. Um, of course, we all know that they traded away DeAndre Hopkins, which was a stupid move. I don't care who. You are. That was a very stupid move. You did not get anything in return. Nothing major, I should say. Um, of course, they got Brandon Cooks. They've got Randall Cobb. You still have Kenny Stills and Will Fuller. All those guys I mentioned are great number two receivers. Brandon Cooks may be number one, but he has now slipped to a number two for sure because of his injuries. But, I mean, besides that, the Texans, I don't know. It, it's... It's crazy. He's going to want a lot of money. His, his contract's going to come to an end. He's going to want some big money, especially when you see Dak Prescott's going to get paid big bucks. Um, Jared Goff has got paid big bucks. Uh, I, I, you know, All these quarterbacks are getting their money, and Deshaun Watson deserves his money. He is a top quarterback. The problem is, will he want to stay in Houston, where they're, and now it looks like they're going to be trying to rebuild, um, or is he going to want to go somewhere else? The only problem is, a lot of teams are starting to fill in that quarterback position for their future, and Watson wants to win now. And I thought the Texans had a winning team. I thought they had what they could be a Super Bowl contending team when they had 
you know, when they won the Stouts and they had Hopkins and all these things. And last year they won the crazy playoff game against the Bills and they almost beat the Chiefs. They let that big lead go, but I really thought watching that they would be a highly contested team and now they have blew it up and his fifth year option they want to re you know, they're gonna pick it up, but how's he gonna play? I don't know. He he's gonna play great. He's gonna play his best because he wants his money, but I don't think his production will be as high because he's got nobody to catch the ball. Brandon Cooks, one hit to the head, he's out for the six weeks. Randall Cobb is a good slot, but again, he's not a top receiver. Will Fuller, all you got to do is have him run a 40-yard dash, and somehow he tore his ACL, pulled his hamstring, something. And same with Kenny Stills. I mean, this guy's a, up at a coin flip. We don't know what he's going to do. So I don't know how he's going to play. I don't think he's going to be productive as he was in the past, but he is going to ball out. He's going to do his best because, um, like I said, he's going to want his money. Are the Texans going to want to re-sign him long term? They should, but it's Bill O'Brien we're talking about. Hell, he – probably will trade him for you know a snickers bar or something i don't know but it's gonna be a crazy year for him it's gonna be a crazy year in the nfl in general um it'll be very exciting to see what happens uh but yeah that that's actually gonna be my podcast today uh again just wanted to kind of get a little quick one in talk about some nfl going on i got a little basketball uh, i'll probably shoot another podcast either tomorrow or friday and uh, that will conclude the week. And, again, we don't know what's going to happen. Sports stuff is popping up new every day. I know the gyms are going to be opening up soon for the NBA. And everything's trying to get back to where it should be and get back to normal. So, uh, And that also, for that to happen, is going to rely on us. So we got to do our part on staying clean and healthy and keeping distance and still doing all those you know, things to stay safe. And that way we can get back to what we love and what we want to do. So on that note, I'm going to head out. I hope everybody has a great day, a great week. I'll talk to you all the next time.